Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of the DC Sports Rundown. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy, KG. I got a big smile on my face for many reasons. Uh, sitting in with none other than the incomparable Midnight Rider. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. Uh, the boss BJ said... Uh, He'll be here soon. Uh, he's leaving U-Haul right about now, trying to price a 26-footer. Uh, he's trying to get prices on just moving vans right now. He might take American. Uh, Benkins is one. Uh, uh, Hertz is another. Penske's another. He's He's got many options that he's going to take to drive uh, Bradley Bill out of town. But uh, <laughs> what brings us here? You say I'm crazy Cause you don't think I know what you've done And when you call me baby I know I'm not the only one Goodbye, Bradley Bill. Finally got moved uh, in principle not uh official official yet but moved in principle uh to the phoenix suns for chris paul landry shamit and a couple of draft picks uh i think we can all agree we're happy about the trade where we disagree at the compensation of said trade Midnight Rider had his ideas. Myself, the boss BJ, and three-fourths of the DC area had their opinions of trade. That, that, that's extreme. No, no, no. Okay, no. What, 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 what are we doing? Huh? You talk to five people, and three of them say I agree with you. What are we doing here? <laughs> five people. Wow. I, I think I, I think I go a little deeper than that, but. That's where we differ at. And that brings us to topic number one of Bill being gone. The package that got him gone. Why is there a divide between you and I? Well, I mean, it's a handicap match, so. But you just don't know it yet. But why is there oh, such a divide? <laughs> You know what? I think I would give you and BJ a better chance and call it a handicap match, but it's okay. <laughs> um, but no, it's the, the the compensation is the compensation. Your true compensation in this deal is ridding yourself of fifty million a year for the next four years. The whatever you turn Chris Paul into, and then the second round picks that you manipulate or make them whatever they become. But the the true and the biggest winning part of this is the space. You get to start brand new. You get to start fresh, and you don't bring back any contracts at all. You have like Landry Shamit for maybe a year, two at most, and you're paying him ten million. You know you're flipping Chris Paul. You might flip him for something decent, and then try to flip that again at the um, thing. The key to this is what happens next when we get to the, the other two important pieces. Kuzma and Porzingis. Well, Kuzma's opted out. That's in the B block as of right now. Kuzma has opted out. 
Uh, he will not come back to the Wizards. He will stick a pin in that. Okay. Uh, and what's happening, Rose? What's happening, Rose? Why we got Rose here? What's your thoughts on this bill trade? Was it not enough? Was it good? Tell me what the back end is. I mean, everybody's happy to get him up out of town, but Ross is going to side with the good guys. <laughs> well, I understand he's going to side with us, but here's my <laughs> thing. I get we we going we're going to focus on the other side of the trade too. I get Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit can probably play here and be productive. I think so. Uh, Chris Paul, he's not, not trying to jump Huh? Landry Shamit. I don't care. I don't care what he does. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, here's my thing. We know Chris Paul's not going to be here. Chris Paul's not mm-hmm. staying. Chris Paul's not walking through that door. He's not even going to touch the facility. Okay, we know that. Not a problem. Here's the problem. Number one, what kind of market does Chris Paul have that you can find a trade partner and get something, some sort of capital back? See, that's my whole, that's my problem right there. The capital that they got back. I don't think they got enough capital back for Bradley Bill, but word on the street is Miami was going to give up two first round picks and Tyler Hero, two first round picks, Tyler Hero, and something else. And what did Bradley Bill say? No. I want to go to Phoenix. Yeah, he said I wanted to go to Phoenix and see. That's where that's the beginning yeah. and end of the conversation. Exactly, but now here's my thing. I guess I'm so much of a a dick, so much of an asshole that I don't give a fuck where you want to go. Yes, the trade has to work for you, but it also has to work for us as well. No, and I'm saying us is in the Wizards, no, and I don't. Feel it come on, bro, dude, you. you, you the second he got, this is all right. So the second he got a no trade clause, that no trade clause entitled him to pick. I saw that his it entitled him to dictate the terms of what he was going to get moved for. It gave him the power. They were powerless in this whole process. And Raw says a lot of people were mad they didn't get a great package for Bradley. That wasn't the purpose of the trade. The whole purpose was to reset to zero and start the rebuild. Look at now, that. Look at that. Not, put that up for the good guy. Me. That's me. That's me. How are you the good guy? Right here. That goes to me. But now, okay. I mean, I said you got zero. pictures of Scott Hall. You like to be the bad guy. So that's why I call myself a good guy. Well, okay. I, I do. I, I always okay. say that. If somebody got to wear the white hat, somebody got to wear the black hat. I like being the villain. Now, I'll be the villain here. You say you start from zero. That's what you say. That's what Ross is saying. I, and a lot of other people start from zero and rebuild. This team has been in rebuild mode since 1980. We're no, 40 no. years of rebuild. Then what do you call? No, we've been in. We've been in. Let's, let's not suck real bad, but be bad enough that we're somewhere between the 13th team getting picks. So we're just missing the playoffs or we're just getting into the playoffs. But as long as we have that mystique of maybe we'll make the playoffs this year, that's all they were happy about. That has to change the mindset. They weren't, they haven't re 
built anything because you haven't put anything up to rebuild. Mm-hmm. Like you've got a shack, and all you keep doing is is is, is just trying to touch up the shack instead of re- instead of changing the structure of the shack. Uh, Raw says uh, he so said he- they they wouldn't include Hero. That's why I went to Phoenix and not true rebuild mode. I, I'm telling you, Ross is a Ross is a smart guy, man. I'm telling you right now. It, it, Ross, be be careful, cause soon you gonna say something he don't agree with, and he, man, I don't know what's wrong with Ross. That's what he gonna do. That's what he gonna do. Cause I, that's how he do me. But <laughs> I did. If we look at this from the wizard standpoint, everybody's talking about rebuild. I guess I was expecting something back that was more because Phoenix. Let, let, Phoenix ain't put ain't do themselves no favor. They got five guys, $163 million combined for next season's payroll. Well, here come, and that's where the beauty of this deal comes in. Because now we're talking about what's called the second, I think they call it the second apron of the new collective bargaining agreement, which is going to be strictly very prohibitive, prohibitive to teams that are over um, that second level of the luxury tax. So teams aren't really taking on too much salary right now. And that's another thing we got to start looking at is as teams prepare for 2024, you're going to start seeing some purges and some things where guys are going to have to get moved and people, teams are going to try to start dropping out of this, what they call the second apron, because it's cost prohibitive. Um, if you by year, by certain year, I want to say it's either the fifth year of it, or maybe it's a little bit later. Like you're, if you have a pick and you're in the second tier, that pick automatically goes to the back of the draft. It doesn't matter where you finish that. So there's some little things and intricacies from this collective bargaining that's going to change the way teams are addressing themselves. That's the other reason it was perfect for this team to get out of this contract and paying this 50, 40, the 45, the 50, the 53, the 57, and the 60 million, whatever that is that he has coming up. Now, here's the thing. And I don't want to be all over the place. I when this is what this is Bills outside of his rookie contract. This was his second contract with the Wizards, correct? If I'm not mistaken. He signed second another. He signed, he signed an extension. He's got, he's got 221 million that he's made here so far. And produced what? He hasn't busted a great here. He's a scoring champ. Scoring champ, how many playoff wins? Whatever you want with Wall. That's what they have. How many Eastern Conference Finals championships? How many Eastern Conference Finals appearances? See, that means nothing. If you're going to pay that type of money. Okay. This is perfect. Because now you're you're just making my argument. He hasn't done anything, so why keep him? Why keep a guy that's aging? And I know you're with with moving him. But here's the thing. He's an aging guy. He's gonna be 33 when this is over, and he's gonna make like 57 million off of that deal. What's the point? You're saying all the things, and I know you you want him out, and I know that's not what you're saying. No, but that's the key. You get rid of this. He's brought you nothing. I just got this morning. I'm with all of that. My that thing is, is DeAndre Ayton not happy in Phoenix. You need a big here. Send him. Get him in that deal. Get something. You keep 
acting like this is a, a deal of choice. Eh? It's not if a deal wanted, of choice. Raw says they wanted to get a great package for Bill and they needed to move him two years ago. I agree with that. I think and when he, he averaged 32 points a game, after that, with each passing day, the compensation was getting less and less. Yeah, he wasn't helping himself none. Now, I, I said this in our chat, and I'm going to say it here for everybody to hear. Bill's gone to Phoenix. Bill's going to play 80 games. He's going to average 30-plus game, thirty plus points a game. Kevin Durant's going to play 79 games and average 35-plus points a game. Devin Booker's going to average at least 32 to 35 points a game. And he's going to play all 82. The Suns are going to be your favorite in the West. They're going to get to the Western Conference Finals and lose. And it won't be Chris Paul's fault this time. You heard it here first. Write it down. Take a picture. Remember I said it. Now on the flip side, does this tarnish even more Kevin Durant's legacy? This will be his fourth super team. Does it tarnish it? I mean, I think super team. So you're calling the Brooklyn Mess a super team, the the OKC three that the Golden State Warriors. The OKC thing was built organically. Brooklyn was built as a super team. He went to uh, uh, the Warriors for the super team, and now here you are in Phoenix, super team. I mean, I guess we got to see how it plays out. Yeah, everybody's calling this a super team because you got three. You Well, let me rephrase that. You got a superstar and two stars. Okay. You got an alpha and two betas. Okay. I'll let you pick I which one. Fourth quarter. And uh, Raw says a lot of sprain and torn muscles between Durant and Bill. 80 games, I'd be shocked. Hey, look, I'm just trying to be generous. <laughs> I'm being generous. But whenever anybody leaves D.C., all of a sudden they get real healthy. And I've heard that uh, Phoenix has a great training staff out there. So uh, I know Frank Hill was rigged about him. Yeah, yeah. And we're joined by the boss, BJ, who's on the road. I think he's still out getting quotes for moving vans and moving trucks for Bradley Bill to get him out of town. He said he would drive him personally to Arizona. Uh, Boss BJ, on location. Are you there, sir? I am here, fellas. How y'all doing? Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Good, good. Hey, I thought um, Bradley had already um, put out a restraining order to keep you away from his house. He may have. He <laughs> may have. Um, you know. Um, he said something about the U-Haul truck that kept circling the block, honking the horn. So I, I don't know, man. Now nah, that that might have been somebody else. I was banging on the door to be like, "Hey, let's get this stuff so we can get out of here. Let's get this stuff. Come on, man." And he he's like, "Dude, you gonna move everything by yourself?" Yes, yes. You got a you got a oak you got an oak cabinet. I got it. Let's go. Let's go. Um, now, mind <laughs> this is the same man that said he would move Marcin Gortat out of town, Dwight Howard, and a couple of other people that he said he would he would he would take them up out of town immediately. 
I don't I don't know where to start at because I want to I want to want to elaborate on this stuff, you know, and you know, when this when this trade first broke, you know, I was speaking from a fan standpoint. I was speaking from um 30 years of ineptitude of Wizards just failures from Abe owning to Ted owning. I think both owners, I think you get back-to-back owners that were slumlord owners to a certain extent. They just just needed a a, a certain, and I know how everybody feels about Abe, but he was a slum owner, owner, and it was just enough to get tickets in the seat, uh, butts in the seat, tickets sold, bobbleheads, the whole nine. Yeah, you get two of these guys back to back. That's not serious about winning. And you know, while I'm on Ted and a lot of, um, of the columnists and different people that evaluated this trade has said the same things we said that this contract, one of the worst contracts in NBA history, is on Ted Leonsis because he signed off on the no trade clause. And something I said that a guy that didn't even it's a guy that didn't even make first, second, or third team all NBA. And he wouldn't have made fourth team if it was he a fourth team. team. He did make third team. No, he, made he, third, made third team. he made third team. I think it was like 2011 or 2012. He made third team. Because that, okay. no, it wasn't that. that not, it was earlier than, I mean, later than that. But it I was, had his contract. Give me a second. Go ahead, B. I'm uh, sorry. It, it was, it, no, you good. It, but he made that before he signed that contract, right? Right. It was right before. Okay. And I and what I'm saying is, to sign that contract, if you had made all NBA team, then he still shouldn't have got it because he's not he's not that type of player. But that doesn't go on Bradley Bill. That that goes on Taylor Leonsis and Tommy Shepard for handcuffing the Washington organization to that. Now you know I have my you know what I was going through as a fan. We talked and nauseam about what happened in the trade and you know how I was going to set this frame. And that was from a fan. I was frustrated because this is going to have to be a full rebuild. This is, this is, this is not, um, we have a piece like they thought they did in Brad. This is four or five years. This is a franchise that cannot draw free agents. It's not a, it's not a, a destination people want to go to. You're not going to land um, a top tier free agent. You're going to land a guy you're going to land Kevin Durant in five years when he's on his last leg and, you know, scoring 19 points a game. That's those are the type of uh, free agents the Wizards attract. That that's that's what this is. And this is you're sitting here, you know, you, you're like, I, right, you know, Kuzma is unrestricted. So he has a choice, I believe, doesn't he? If he, he can just go sign with another team, he doesn't have to do a sign and trade yep. with uh with the Wizards. Yeah. Uh, Porzingis, now, now Porzingis did opt into his the question. They, they... Go ahead, Midnight Rider. No, finish your point, and then I'm going to uh, jump right back, jump in. I, I was saying that with Porzingis is different because I think Porzingis came in and showed you enough. It, in today's NBA, you don't have to, you know, be that dog. You have to be. All you need to do is show flashes and your value go up. So I think Porzingis showed enough where, like, right, he might still have it, and he could be a valuable, like, third, fourth option on a team that already – like, let's just say, for instance, Portland did get Zion, and they they sent a unicorn up there too. Now you got something to package it with, but you can't send him to a team and he be the second option. That's not what he is in his career. Um, but 
Yeah, the, the Kuzma thing worries me because he doesn't have to do anything for Washington. If he does do a sign and trade, they can get some things for him. I think it still works out that he can sign the most money with Washington and versus signing with another team. So that might work out in Washington's favor because I know he's going to be looking for money. He's probably going to get about $30 million a year, if not a little bit more. So Bill was 13 in 2020, 2021. Um, that's the year he was 30. And I think the very next year was the year the extension comes up. Um, you made the point I was going to jump in with for Kuzma is I think this team, and I'm trying to find it on um, Spot Track, I think they still have the bird rights or have bird rights for him. So they can be the team to pay him the most. And Kyle Kuzma is a guy that's going to want to get paid the most he can get paid. Um, so I can see him being willing to sign with Washington and then Washington piggybacking that or turn that into picks or whatever because you can get something for him. The other thing I heard is that with Porzingis, um, I think Hoffman brought this up, is the two New York teams really are big on him, and that's Brooklyn trying to play him at the five with that young team in and the amount of scorers they have, or it's the Knicks um, trying to bring them back for a reunion tour. That's really all that that I had on that. And and all all of that's fine because if you're a Wizards fan, you're frustrated, you're mad, you're tired of you know like this is this is I think they're trying to what they're trying to do in my opinion is get to that plateau where this team is is bad enough where they're a top three pick you know what i'm saying and, and it's looking to be that way once you unload kuzma and porzingis who do you know who's going to start on this roster <laughs> like you know this this is this is 15 wins this is this is the worst team in the league and there's nothing against those guys that's going to play um it just is what it is at this point and um, something that you know we talked about before. This isn't just a rebuild on the court. This franchise has to be rebuilt. If you if you pay attention, what we listen to on uh, the sports junkies, Stephen A. Smith, everybody that's talked about this trade, this franchise around the league, the players, the front offices think this franchise is a joke. Then that and that's that's it's it's like it's hurtful if you're a fan of this team. But this this franchise in sports is is viewed as a joke. It's viewed as a a basically a, a cemetery for players, and this has to be rebuilt from the top top down, the bottom up, and the top down. Like somebody has to start at the top of the house, then a crew has to start at the bottom, and they have to meet. Like Ted is responsible for a lot of this. As much as I get on Bradley Bill, Ted has to take responsibility for Ernie Grunfeld, for um, I forgot the the boy they uh, drafted that did the, from overseas. I forgot his name. It wasn't Denny. It was the boy before that. I forgot his name. Jan Vesely. Jan Vesely. <laughs> he got. They got to take him. He has to take responsibility for all of this, all of this, all of these players that that's come and go. You know, and it's not, it's just lack of wanting to win for for lack of a better term because 
I think it's four, three or four Denver Nuggets that used to play for the Wizards, like like always. Like always, it's three or four players that used to play for the Wizards. And I keep saying, they this is role player heaven down here. If you need a bench, like Phoenix, like seriously, like, like look, we need some of the players on the bench. We might be able to, you know, y'all deep on the bench. Y'all just don't have no starters. So it's, 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 it's frustrating. It's frustrating. But at the same token, you got to look. There is no light at the end of the tunnel right now because it's a four or five-year rebuild. If you just enjoy basketball – and hopefully, if you feel like the right people are in place to do this rebuild, then you just got to sit back and, and you got to sit back. You got to have somebody duct tape your mouth and you got to sit on your hands and you just got to watch these games and enjoy these $9 game nights and dollar hot dogs and, you know, come in and you get a free wig. You got to enjoy all, this is what it is at least for the next two to three years. That's what this is. Well, we got breaking news. I'm tossing over to the Midnight Rider. What you got? Yo, this is this is the greatest news ever. And when I say ever, because this could lead to two other things. So I just found out, based on a report I saw on 106.7, that the Nationals and Orioles have finally reached an agreement to settle their dispute over the TV rights contract. Now, I have, don't have any details. But they sell, settled the payment first. I don't know if that means going forward they worked out anything else. But we have payment settlement reached. This is the best news because this could end up in something bigger. And oh, oh, the Learner family may be gone. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Even though we get Ted. Uh, yeah, so that's. Ross say that's huge. That is huge. We've been talking about that for a couple of weeks. So that, that is very, very huge. Uh, going over to, to my man, Brian. What's up, fellas? Enjoying the show, man. We enjoying having you here. Congratulations on your engagement, brother. I can't wait to, to uh, see them pics from that wedding, man. Happy for you. I'm really, really happy for you. Uh, Ross says, let's let's think about this. What if Bradley had been the one sent out of town and they made John Wall the guy to build around years back instead of the way it ended with John? I and think it's a good it's a it's a good point, but John wasn't that guy either. John John no John don't get me wrong. John John was more of a dog than Brad, but they could not get any remember it was a time when DeMarcus Cousins was still in his prime, they could not pull him there. Mm-hmm. John was talking to him. There was a couple of people. They could not get anybody, and that's the issue. You would have had John running up and down the court. You know, ho- you know. let's just say he stayed healthy. He'd have been running up and down the court, lightning speed, lightning layups, spinning layups, and they would have been the seventh seed in the East and out in the first round because you can't get anybody else here. Don't forget about the spin pass. The spin pass got everybody happy. The spin pass and everything, it hurt It hurt when they traded John, but you knew it was a necessary evil if they were going to move forward believing in Brad. And I've been saying since that trade, Brad is not that guy. He's not that guy. He needs to be – and when I came in the show, KG said something that I think is insulting because they're calling this a super team in Phoenix. This is not a super team. This is – Batman and Superman meeting up 
and Robin bringing them donuts. That's what this is. <laughs> this is this the Bradley Bill. Look, I think the lead and what I said about the Wizards organization and how the league and, and, and people around sports speak of that organization. I think they, if you've been listening, they people think the same thing of Bradley Bill. Like, hey, this this guy is a good third. This guy is a good fourth guy, good score. He gives you nothing on defense, absolutely nothing on defense. And I think his his heart is going to get exposed a little bit because he doesn't have somebody like Russell Westbrook in his ear. Like Devin Booker got a little dog in him, but. Who's going to hold Bradley Bill accountable out there? It's going to be these. These are the highest expectations of his his basketball career, not just NBA. His basketball career. Mm-mm. These are the highest expectations he's had. So now you come into you come into Phoenix, and now you got to win a champion, an NBA championship. They have no bench. This is going to be fun to watch. This is if you're a Wizards fan while you're watching your team win 14 games. Just tune into the Phoenix Suns. It's going to be fun to watch. You said that Devin Booker got that dog, and this is the same Devin Booker that was crying that they were hope they were double teaming him in open gym. I'll never say he got that dog in him because you cried that they were doubling you in open gym. Nah, nah, nah. I, and I understand what you're saying, and and he's, and I understand that. That's a whole different topic. But what I'm saying is, we know KD is not the alpha. We know Bill's not an alpha. If anybody, I mean, I, yeah, if anybody got a little, a little alpha in him, he not, he not might be full bred, but it's Devin Booker. He wants the ball. He want, he brought those guys to him. Yeah, that's true. He brought those guys to him, not the other way around. KD will go wherever he can go to try to win. And this is another show. I, to me, KD can never be in my top ten. Never, just because of. What's transpired over his career? That's a whole nother topic. Um, that, that was the question that I just asked. The building yeah, of a he, super he, team, another the fourth. Well, actually, if you want to be technical, this is the fifth super team that KD has quote unquote played on. What's, and, the, what's five? What's uh, five? Okay, you got the organically built. Uh, 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 him, Harden, and Russ, and OKC. I don't. I don't. You can't count that as a super team because it's organic. None of them. They didn't go get nobody. They drafted all those guys. Okay, so, I I'll mean, give you that. They were I, they were a good, really good team, but I wouldn't consider them in a. When you say super team now, is it was built as far as free agency. Okay, you know, I'll all give you the that. Boston, the the Toronto Raptors when Kawhi came, I, they they weren't really a super team, but he gave them that push. Uh, the okay. Golden State Warriors when 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 um KD came over, the Heat oh, when LeBron that's came over. That's that's you know, one. The, two, the, the uh, fa- the, go Brooklyn. ahead, quick. Yeah, two the failed Brooklyn. Brooklyn experience. Yeah, and that I think that hurt his legacy. Yeah, I think so too. And then I think he that, also that, that last season with Phoenix, that too. So yeah, but yeah, because they 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 just didn't. They had the team to kind of like uh, you would thought that even if they couldn't play defense, KD coming would increase the scoring, but they just weren't good. And it just, that's what I'm saying. You're you weren't you weren't good, and this is a second round team with Katie and Devin Booker. You add Brit, add Bradley Bill. Now you're just a second round team going to the seventh game. Instead of going out in six, you're going out in seven games. I, I, that's what this is. Hey, 
The man calls it like he sees it. I blame the um, what are they called? The the towel boys or the dudes that wipe the floors? Because KD should have never gotten hurt in the first place when he was in Phoenix, um, finishing out the season. That slip took what three or four weeks from him, and I don't know if he ever got his timing back. So I feel bad for the man on that. I blame whatever whatever they called the water boys, the towel boys. I blame him because he should have gotten that wet spot if he was doing his job. Efficiency technicians. There we go. Whatever they are. Uh, Raw says I'm a little bit excited. This team has to hit rock bottom and quit being middle of the road. A middle of the road team, maybe 15, 20 games, a few years, and that has to be rebuilt from the inside out. Now with that rebuild. Do you go ahead and fire West Unsell Jr.? Much as I don't want it to happen, it's going to happen. Do you fire him now or do you wait? And that's unfair. That's that's, no, unfair. I think, that's unfair. I think I think because of his um, player, his history as player development, and I think when this team, when these guys make some tweaks to the building, the facility, and the way things are done, I think he stays throughout the season. But this is a prove it kind of year for him. I think he's playing to see if he's coaching beyond this point. But, I mean, you're going to have a bad team, so you might as well let him get the best of his player player development and see if you can turn some of these guys into um, a Gabe Vincent or um, even a, a Tyler Hero, somebody where you came in, you bought them at a certain point, and they've developed to where they're actually contributing at a, at a high level. Um, or even enough to make you, you know, when you get ready for the playoffs, you have ammunition for the playoffs. This this is is unfair to West Jr. Because, but here's here's the thing too, and I've said this before. We're basketball on the court. Not we're not talking about upstairs or anything. With Brad gone, with the diva gone, that shouldn't be a diva. Will these guys have fun again? Because we keep pointing to the Corey Kispert interview. He's talking about Bradley Bill. He's talking about Bradley Bill. Dinwiddie talking about Bradley Bill. Everybody that's said little slick things, it's Bill. The, the guy here, the guy that's supposed to be the guy was Bill. Those comments are directed towards him. And when you have a guy like that, that practice started now, he's there at nine. Practice ends at 12. He's gone at 11.45. And nobody can say anything to him. The coach can't because he's Ted's guy. Got a no-trade clause. He's bulletproof walking in. KG, you know when you when we on the division and you hitting that, that dog and they say immune, that's Bradley Bill. Immune. Immune to the bullets. You got to do – you got to take steps before I even take damage. And nobody knew what the steps were. And if they finally got the step, which was get him out of there. So – you might see basketball on the court for the Wizards next year that's actually guys having fun again. Actually, Wes might be coaching and having fun again. It's it's going to be interesting to see because Brad, he's that he's he you just he's that sour piece of fruit that ruined all of your fruit. And you finally you you, you didn't know what it was for a couple of days. Like, why am why is my fruit going bad? You finally find that nasty ass banana at the bottom of the barrel, and you're like, oh, that's what it is. Or nasty apple. You like, let me get rid of this. Let me get rid of this. Let me clean this basket back up and let me buy some fresh fruit. That's what this is. Mm. I love that analogy. I'm not even gonna lie. Uh get through these comments real quick. Uh 
Ross say he threw his damn remote when they drafted Vesley. I'm not even a Wizard fan. I threw my remote, so I'm with you on that one. I got in trouble for that. I was, I think I was still living at home when that happened. Can I ask a question? What's that? How do you go over to Europe and find the only white person that can't shoot? <laughs> uh, pull scout. You got to they they took a page out of Detroit play uh playbook. They they cause they both did it. Yeah. How do you go how do you go find the only European player that can't play ball? <laughs> that, that that's a good damn question. Uh Ross also said also said um that now the nationals will be so we hope so. Pump breaks uh, on that because there's more to that. So I, we'll get to that later on. There's more. Uh as far as John Wall, he wasn't the man, but he was more likely to draw someone to the Wiz than Brad. I agree with that. Uh, Brad is a Brad's a J, just a guy. He's not the guy. I like that. I love, I like that. that. I love that. That's that is that's that's the low blow. Yeah, that's that's the that's the low blow where you get on your knees and do the uppercut and you stick your tongue out like ah. And then you when you come back down, you pull his heart out. Ah! <laughs> uh Raw says Suns are gonna be high scoring version of the Wiz. Who's gonna play who's gonna play defense on the Suns? None of those three are great defensively. As far as uh getting rid of West Jr., yes now in all caps. So I, I think he's ready to get rid of West. And here's a good question. Isn't this similar to the commander situation? Just a little, a complete redo. I, I think so because here's a, here's the thing that the commanders and the wizards share. Neither one has an identity, and haven't had an identity. The wizards haven't had an identity. I think the last time they had an identity was the last year's the bullets, because they were hungry, they were scrappy. Uh, you had Rod Strickland, you had Chris Webber, Jawan Howard. You know they, they had an identity then because they 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 were tough. The the, the arenas the, the arenas led wizards had an identity. They had an identity. They were yeah. they were they was they were cooking you on the scoreboard. Yeah, they weren't great. They weren't a great de- defensive team. Butler was kind of your defensive guy, your enforcer. Jamison was great on the offense and was kind of a liability on. But they that was that team was a fun to watch scoring team. They yeah. weren't going to beat you defensively. They were going to out outscore you. And I think they were coached very well as well. Eddie Jordan did a very, very good job with that team. Yeah, he did. I give you that. I, 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 okay, well, we can say the big three wizards because they that was their big three because they got all three of those guys via trade and free agency. So yes. that was the big three. And it's just they were missing one piece. And I think one piece would have set would have set them off. They needed they needed a a heater. They needed a, a Vinny Microwave Johnson. You know, somebody that was going to come off the bench and give you 20-25 at any given moment. They didn't, after the big three, they didn't have anybody. They didn't have a big. That was another thing. You needed a big that was going to run the floor. But that's the past. But I, I think th- this is time for the Wizards to find their identity. This is this is This is it. Well, you, and, can, uh, you can build it. You can build it from the ground up. If you want to be, if you want to go find your 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 Jokic, and be an inside out. If you want to buy it, you want to get a wing, 
this is this is the time. And and like I said, these guys, these guys know what they want. I think they already know what they want. I think they're still trying to, you know, figure out a couple of things and tie up some loose ends. But, you know, you will see. And Ross says, I agree with that. Addition by subtraction, that's a hell of a point. And remember Agent Zero and Kobe going back and forth. That was classic. What, uh, Gil gave him 60 that game? 60. Yeah, he gave him a 60-burger. 60. Let, let me let me say this about that big three wizards. What year was that? Was that 2004, 2005? Was it that early? Because the Lakers weren't here. But think about this. The Wizards would have gotten to at least the, at least one Eastern Conference Finals game if it wasn't for a no call on LeBron with that travel, that carry and that travel with the crab ball. I'm sorry, the crab dribble. December 2006 was the 60 point game. Okay. Okay. 2006. Who's the coach for the um, Lakers at that time? If you can see it, if you can't see it, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, I, I had a look. That was Rudy T. Because uh, Phil was gone. All right. So that, that had to the dark be ages. <laughs> the dark ages. Yeah, man. Yeah, nope, 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 nope. Phil was back. Phil was back. I think Phil was back in, in 06. Okay. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know for sure. But yeah, it says Phil 06, 07 was Phil. Okay. Okay. Yep. So it, it's, but it's crazy to think. You think of a team, and you know, of course, when you think of the Wizards, the older generation, ourselves included, even though it didn't happen when we were alive. But you think of those '70s Wizards teams with Elvin Hayes, and 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 uh, Wes Unsell, Kevin Porter. You know, you think about guys like that. And you think of what they progressed to, and you come into the 80s, you have Jeff Malone, Muggsy Bogues, uh, 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 Moses Malone for a season, Bernard King, and you still can't win. You come into the 90s, and you have Liddell Eccles, Never Nervous Purvis. You know, you have these guys, and you still can't win. You get, your Webbers, you get your Webbers, your Jawans, Rod Strickland's. You have That's that one good. season, and you can't capitalize on it. Then you have the Agent Zero and Jameson, and I think I think that was one of the best iterations of the Wizards ever in my lifetime. Now, I didn't get to see Wes and all of them, but that was one of the best runs of the Wizards at that time because they also had started a rivalry with my Bulls, and they were kicking our ass in the playoffs. And I, I wanted that to keep going for years to come. I thought that that was going to be something that was going to go into the 2020s where we just beat the hell out of each other, and it became a true rivalry because it was a lot of shit talking, a lot of finger pointing, scuffles, fights. I remember uh, Joe Kim Noah got into it with uh, Gortat and was about to beat Gortat's ass. And the whole Wizards bench stood up and was like, not in here. They had a rough and tumble effect to them. Now it's not nothing. They're, they're, they're pansies. 
they roll over. You poke them with a stick, they roll over and die. They like pill bugs. You show them a little bit of resistance, they curl up into a bowl. That's what they are. Uh, Raw says, what would have happened if John Wall didn't break his hand during that playoff series? Could have been that. Could have been the run. I agree. I agree. And Raw says, he was alive. Saw the games at Cap Center. See, you got to, you got to see that, man. And I hear people, guy I used to work with, that's all he talked about. He was like, they weren't always bad, man. These teams used to have you on the edge of your seat. And they were perennial winners. How many times the the bullets go to the finals in in, in the seventies? I think it was like four or five times. You know they yeah, went back, back. They weren't no slouches, and they lost to some really really good teams. They lost to Seattle. They lost to Golden State. I think they lost to the Bucks because the Bucks are playing the Western Conference. I think that's who they lost to, or they lost to the Bucks in the playoff. But they lost some really really good teams in the seventies. Really good teams. So, while we still got the balls, BJ, let's jump over to this real quick. Kuzma opts out. Do you see what his price tag is? You already kicked the tires. Do you see what his price tag is and bring him back? I start with the balls, BJ, for this because I really want to hear. I already know what you're going to say, Midnight Rod. I want to hear what balls, BJ, got to say. Well, no, it, it, this is this is a complete gut. So, the only way you're signing him back is to – you, you talk to him and his agent, y'all figure out where he wants to go, and then you're shipping him off. And, you know, I think, you know, like the Midnight Rider said, he holds the most value of what's left on the Wizards. Um, you know, then it's going to be Porzingis, and then this is time for a rebuild. He, he's not coming back. They, I don't think it's not him per se. It's just, it's just where the Wizards are as a franchise right now. Him and Porzingis have to go. And then they have to come get they got to, you know, start the quote-unquote process. But he's gone. Whether he leaves on his own and they have bird rights or they, they agree to a deal because he Kuzma has a market. Trust me. Trust and believe. Kuzma has a market. He's going to be gone. And then Pozzini is going to be next. Hmm. Midnight Rider? I mean, BJ just, just said everything I was going to say. That's what I keep telling you, man. I don't, that, you can't tell really, me – you got, this is the time when you move everything you can. You you ship everything off. And the question I was going to ask you guys, um, would you have trusted Tommy Shepard two years ago to move Bill and get the right thing back for him or get enough back for him? Or would you have to fire mm-hmm. him? Or I mean, because you, you got to entrust this, the, the next step to somebody that's good. Um and I keep telling people, and actually this is something I want to bring up for Ross. There's two things that got your man fired, Tommy Shepard. And I told y'all this before. The first was that that point in the season, when you have five first-rounders on your team and you're starting Anthony Gill at the four. I don't care what you tell me or what you say. Anthony Gill doesn't start over my, my four first-round picks. Can't happen. Won't happen. Shouldn't happen. The second time – trade deadline because Ted came to him and said do you think we can win this and and um Tommy went on the radio and was like we're in the midst of turning this around because everybody was healthy they had that little stretch and he said we're gonna make our push for the playoffs and then the dumb dumb had the nerve to say I want to run it back 
Ted was done at that. Ted was like, hell no. Tell Ted probably pulled the little switch and and whoop, the floor opened up and he just went sliding down to a tank of sharks. And Ross say Tommy ain't my guy. Tommy was my guy. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Tommy shouldn't have been nobody's guy. Nah, his thing and B can he 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 can tell you this. We sat and we talked about it. We talked about getting from under Ernie Grunfeld. We talked about that right. since we started this podcast. Getting from underneath right. of Ernie Grunfeld. And I said, the one thing about Ernie, what did Ernie do every year to save his job? Trade deadline. He made a big deal. They had a winning record after the All-Star break. Oh, it saved his job. He goes into the summer. He does nothing. He got, doesn't pursue anybody. He don't even have anybody on the hook. He ain't calling nobody. Like, we just going to run with what we got. Everything starts falling apart. He makes a move with the trade deadline. When they find, finally fired him after, what, 16 years? I don't even yep. think he should have got 16. Because in those 16, everybody gives him credit for signing uh, uh, Gil and being able to trade for Karan Butler, get Antoine Jameson. But like I said, always, he wasn't able to do that if Michael Jordan never moved Jawan Howard to free up that money. Move Jawan Howard, get Eton Thomas, Corey Alexander, and those guys from Dallas. Wouldn't have never happened. So this is previous regime that made these moves possible for Ernie to make. But he lived off of that for so long. And Ernie should have been gone right after Abe died. When he traded away Butler and Jameson, he should have been gone after that. Because those guys still had something left in the tank. And you got back spare parts that didn't want to be here. Ilgoskis, Gooden, those you bought those guys out and they went right back to Cleveland. But didn't um didn't that rebuild beget John Wall? Because that's the when you the next year you get Wall out of that because you cleared all that space out and you had the number one pick. You get yeah. Wall, two years later you get Bill. So technically he did it right. He actually did something right in that stretch by making those moves he made because he set himself up to put together this this iteration. The biggest problem he's had is not the people he's drafted; it's the people he's put around it. Oh shit! Ooh. We we ain't even, we not even gonna start on who he drafted. Come on, this man right right. He's the reason right. why yeah. remotes got thrown. Petrov, right. Vesely, you know, party Jones never played. Navarro, who never came over. But uh, the boss BJ said he got a jump. Uh, damn. It, 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 I, I, I really, I really wanted to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to press him on Thursday about this whole, just the thing. But we had faith in Tommy Shepard. We did. We had real faith in him. But I think I think the Wizards problem has always been that they won't open the purse strings to bring in the right coach. They did this coaching hire on the cheap. I called yes. it the day, the day that they um whoever they fired, doesn't even matter. <laughs> I said what's until Jr. is the coach. Cause they're not gonna they're not gonna go out their way to find somebody 
Um, and I'm not gonna say impressive, but they're not gonna find somebody that doesn't have ties to the organization. They're gonna they're gonna do this as a homegrown product. And show enough, West got hired when they fired Ernie Brumfield. Yeah, I, I said they're not they're not going anywhere special to get anybody. They're going to go go down the hallway and change the door plate on Tommy Shepard's door and give him the GM um, nameplate. And that's exactly what they did. This is Ted, this is this is definitely all on Ted. Ted has messed up this part of the organization, and he even admitted to it. He gave himself an F, which I commend him for. And he also said that he never put a person in charge. Which, which he, which is what he's done with this guy Ringer, and now hopefully Ringer can come in, gut the whole thing, change some of the processes, and make this team better for the long haul going forward in the next three to four years. And Ross says uh, the Bullet Slash Wiz drafted Kenny Green over Carl Malone. They have sucked at drafting for years. I just read something about that. They said that uh, oh, we got Jeff Ruling. So they didn't want Carl Malone. Like I, 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 somebody put out a list of all the misses, and and myself and the Midnight Rider were talking about it. Some of those misses you can't say, "Oh, this was a miss. This is a miss," because we're looking at it as revisionist history. And Midnight Rider brought up a really, really valid point. You can't say this guy would have fit with the team at that time just because they fit somewhere else. Don't mean they they would have fit with the team. That's like um. I always felt they gave up on Rasheed Wallace too early. But oh, you, yeah, had a, you had a backlog in the front court. You had three so, guys. Yeah. And somebody was – but the thing is, I don't know if you, you guys have seen it. The practice video of, of Rasheed Wallace and Chris Webber going at it at PG Community mm-hmm. and, and pick up games. <clears throat> and, I mean, they were going at each other. And it was just, it was beautiful to watch because you know who Rasheed Wallace you knew what Rasheed Wallace was coming out of North Carolina you knew who he was you knew coming out of Michigan you knew who Chris Webber was Chris Webber was a a a a, a different breed at six ten he could handle the ball at six ten put it on the floor and go by you she put you on his hip and no, 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 no. nobody six ten has ever done that um, until um, Yoka there's no person that 16 has ever dribbled the basketball up down the court. What are you talking about, KG? That didn't happen. <laughs> I almost took you serious there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but that that mesh of talent and then you had Jawan Howard. I'm, I'm like, okay, Jawan Howard would probably have been my bench guy, but then I think about it now. Nah, I'd have had she come off the bench early because she was still young. He'd have been my sixth man off the bench, and I would have used him and Weber together. Ooh, just the breaks, the runs. Like I just, I saw so much potential there, and everybody was so excited when Weber came here. It was just an excitement, but I just, ah, man. Uh, Steve, she she, she had a, a complete yeah, game. Got got yeah, autocorrect got him. Yeah, he, he meant she. <laughs> she had a complete a complete game with the nose tackle mentality. That's true, and love she. Yeah, I still do, even to this day. 
even to this day, I just, I'm, 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 I don't know, man. I could, I could say what if, and the the saying is, if if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. So, I I can go on and on, and I'm sure we can sit here and we can pick apart past draft histories and past trades. Especially getting Chris Webber out of town. West getting Chris Webber out of town for getting caught up there by Landover Mall, getting pulled over and maced without hearing his side of the story. Hurt my heart. Hurt my heart. Really did. I was like, West just didn't even give him a chance. He shipped him out quickly. Who did they even get in return? They got Mitch Richmond in return. Mitch, Mitch Richmond and Otis Thorpe. That was your yeah, return that, from Sacramento. That was a real forward-thinking trade. I'm not, I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, last but not least, the Midnight Rider broke the news. Nats and, and, and O's agree on the money. All right, so the money that's agreed upon is the money. There's the $100 million discrepancy from – that's what they've settled. They have, I mean, 2016. They haven't settled 2017 to 2021. But they feel confident that they can do that because now they have the template in place. Also, the thing that's going to happen is the money's not going to be as much as lucrative because um, the channel Masson just, I think this viewership has dropped a whole lot in the last couple of, um, so... Um, that and the number of subscribers have dropped. And most of that's because Madison is terrible and doesn't get carried by pretty much most of the cable providers. Mm -hmm. like, they get carried by like Verizon and Infinity, I mean, Xfinity. And like, that's it. So, so yeah, so it's not going to be as much money as they figure this one out. But I think because you got this done and this settled, um, they're supposed to have a meeting sometime soon in front of the. Um, in front of the the TV committee uh, to kind of figure this out uh, going forward. So that's where we are right now. So 2012 to 2016, the 100 million that was disputed has been settled. We have 2017 to 2021 figure out and then figure out what's going forward. So we've got we got the roller coaster moving. Let's say it that way. So we're starting to come down. We're not we, we're creeping up that hill to progress. We haven't come down the other side yet. Now, I'm going to ask a question, and this is just call it my naivete, but I always talk about the good old days. But what, what, what do you think about the local sports teams, the Nats, the O's, the Ravens, the Commanders, the Wizards, and the Caps? Six teams. Six teams. Actually – putting the money together and having their own channel that all of their games are shown on. If not well, the games, the pregame shows, the regional show, you know, things like that where you can actually say, okay, I want to go and hear about this. This is Baltimore hour. This is commander's hour. This is caps hour. You know, you got some 24 hour cycle. You got something to talk about. First thing I wouldn't put the Baltimore parts into it and that's just me um because ted is already trying to create that's what monumental 
TV is, monumental TV is going to be 24-hour content of the Caps, the Nationals, um, the Wizards, and hopefully he can get the Commanders as well. Um, so that's what he's working on. That's what he's trying to do. The only thing that has hampered that is the fact that this contract deal with Masson hasn't been settled completely. And then the fact that he actually is trying to buy the Nationals. So I think when those bridges get cleared and they figure out a price, I think Ted becomes the owner of the Nats, hopefully sooner than later. They figure out that they can't do anything without Rizzo. So you keep Rizzo around for as long as you can. And then you build this network that's going to house this product that you're talking about, minus the Baltimore products. And I think it makes it, I think the diamond, um, the diamond sports network uh, banks bankruptcy is going to be the thing that's the key to this massing deal getting squared away and settled. And we moving on to Miami sports. And if you don't know what the diamond sports network is, it's the network that carried three major league baseball teams. They filed for bankruptcy. So now those 13 teams, TV products are going to be, um, ran by major league baseball. And Ross says HTS home team sports. Sorry. I wouldn't put Baltimore anywhere near my MIDC teams. They can get their own channel. There we go, my man Rose. I was trying to be inclusive. I mean, if you want, nah, you can put the old WJZ. They got Baltimore channels. Put them on yeah, WBFF. Oh, that's, uh, that's what was it? WBFF, WNUV, yeah, WJZ, and WMAR. Those are four Baltimore channels right there. Oh, I don't take that. And that's what, but that's what they used to come at. Channel thirteen. That's what the the the, the, the Orioles used to play at on a regular basis. Channel thirteen. Mm-hmm. You watch the Wizards on, on HTS and WBAL. And dude, I'm all, look, you talking to the wrong person. I'm frustrated that during the during the um, preseason, if I turn to channel seven. I got Ravens football on, like they're the home team. That's not my team. That's not in my area. It's in Baltimore. It, well, you know. I know what you're about to say. The inroads have been made. Huh? The, in, the, the fact that the inroads have been made and um, no. Maryland is slowly becoming Baltimore country more so than it was. I mean, before it was split, it was like 60-40. But I think now the 60-40 is the other way. If it's that much, yeah, because the Ravens have more a recent history of success winning. Yeah, yes. so I, I get. Look, I'm with it. That's how we grew up. We grew up. You had your Baltimore stations. You had your DC stations. We were four, five, seven, and nine. That was us. Mm-hmm. Channel fifty WFTY <laughs> was neutral. <laughs> they had two eleven. 13, 54, 45, and 56 was Virginia, but nothing that really came. That was Pax TV. That was later, late 90s. Uh, Eric Willis says, kind of like having to listen to Virginia Tech on a local radio. I, I knew, I, I purposely didn't say that just in case he was watching. Hey, ain't nothing wrong. Now, that, it's nothing. When you got a good radio commentary, there's nothing wrong with a good radio broadcast. I love listening to the NBA 
on Westwood One. Just me. I loved it when John Thompson was with TNT and Westwood One. So he would do college basketball. He would do NBA. I would ride anywhere. Like I would ride around just so I could listen to it. But that's that's me. That's me. I spent a lot of time on the road doing football season, so I had to listen to Larry Michael, Sonny, and Sam. That's what I did. And uh, Ross says, the channel needs to be DC Sports Center. Skins, sorry, Commanders, Caps, Nats, Wiz. Think of with the coverage they would have now compared to HTS back in the day. Oh, my goodness. It, it would be uh, 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 Comcast Sportsnet on steroids now. Well, it's, it's going to be called Monumental Sports TV. Let's start practicing that now because that's what it is. Or that's the way it's that's the way Ted's trying to get it to go. He's just he's just waiting on a couple things to fall in place, mostly this mass and stuff. And that's and what Ted's he, from the area too, ain't he? he from I don't know if he's from the area or not, but I know he's trying to build like his whole focus is building a sports market, a sports a transcendent sports market like he's already talked about the WNBA team talked about presser um apps and then now he's just working on trying to get the whiz to a point where they can be involved in that conversation as being a successful franchise and then moving forward like he's trying to get this to go the right way i just don't know if i know he has the people in place let's just hope it works hoping it works uh, now let me ask y'all a question since we talk about TV deals. Do you think they can loop in uh Maryland basketball, Maryland football, uh, George Mason, George Washington, George I think you're trying right? Right, I think I think once you get the full majors, then you start nipping around to see what else you can get because Maryland is gonna be tough because Maryland's got the Big Ten network. So more than likely, there's some exclusivity um, with the Big Ten Network that you probably can't play them on a local channel. So I would I wouldn't even guess that. I'm gonna go ahead and say that's a fact. Because let me, let me, let me ask this, because I just thought about this. I had as a Georgetown fan, I have the hardest time finding Georgetown basketball on TV now. Like I well, really got to search for it. Well, what you do is you go up to the box office and get a two dollar ticket. And go in the game that way, oh and sit in the front row. They might even let you call plays. I just, I'm, I'm so used to them coming on uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Channel Five. It's just my bad, my bad. You gotta go to, you gotta go to um, Seat Geeks, and you can get, you can actually sit on the bench for four, for four dollars. So there you go. Well, I mean, unlike some people, I can go walk in McDonough gym, you know. Big dog. <laughs> I can walk in McDonough and walk around. Don't tell nobody I said that. Mm -hmm. I was I was awestruck when I was in there, I ain't gonna lie. Uh Ross said they used to be on Channel Five and back in the day. Yes. Yes. Well, no, I, think, I think they have what is the big East Networks um thing? It's one of the channels, um, because I can I used to always catch them. Because it was like a Big East Monday almost, but it wasn't ESPN. It was one of the other channels, like FS1 or something like that. Is what I, I saw think it is like FS1. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it's, where it's most that came from. And I know everybody here, I know y'all have watched uh, 
the 30 for 30 Requiem for the Biggies. But I yeah. love watching how that, because just the old highlights, and I do miss Georgetown Syracuse. I miss that immensely. Georgetown St. John's, St. John's Syracuse. I miss the old Biggies. It That's when I fell in love with college basketball. I, just like I miss the old ACC. I miss Maryland and Duke twice a year. I miss Maryland, North Carolina twice a year. North Carolina, Duke, the Battle of Tobacco Road. There was no better rivalry than Merlin. I'm sorry, than Duke and North Carolina, especially when both teams were top five every year. And then Merlin coming in, Sneaker went in against both of them and kind of moved themselves up. There was nothing better than that. That was talk, man. That Money has ruined so much. That should have been your answer the other night. Instead of the coverage, it should be the money. When we said what what is the biggest oh, thing that changed? Oh, oh. Yeah, money. Because money money has changed the 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 dynamics of um the 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 leagues, and it's going to change more. And it's going to change more about how we consume it. I mean, we might be in, get to a point ten years from now where you're paying pay per view prices to watch the Super Bowl. Terrible. And I guarantee you, ratings will go down. It's the NFL, you, baby. But when you start talking about pay-per-view for one of – I'm sorry, for the biggest game of the year every year, you start talking about pay-per-view, we talking $59.99. I'm sorry, but that's old pay-per-view. We talking $99.99 for one game. A, a, well, let's let's think have, about this. Think about this. The, the NFL and basically TV – is starting to change, period. That's why you're getting these games on, like, Peacock. You got games coming on the Amazon channel. You got games coming on um, Apple TV. Like, the way we consume sports is going to go a massive overhaul. So at some point, you're going to have to buy some package, something, mm-hmm. just to get your normal sports that you used to get. So you well, might as well get for it. Look at the NBA. You used to get... Right. You used to get local local channels like um if you had direct TV if you had a satellite dish period you could uh get the Lakers on KCAL because you had that you catch the Lakers on KCAL my dad lives in Pasadena he said he can't even watch the Lakers on KCAL no more because they don't even come on KCAL that was a local station right. uh the Bulls used to play on WGN WGN was on everybody's basic cable package the Bulls don't even play on they haven't played on WGN I think it's six or seven years. Messes me up because you know Johnny Red Kerr, Stacy King, those are guys I want to see. I want to see those local broadcasts. But I just they've taken the they've taken the, the I want to say the humbleness of it, but they've taken the at home experience and they they've ruined it. And uh, oh. Ross is. He says, uh, watch it every time it, it's on. It was better years ago. Yes, it was. Big East is way better. Uh, Eric Wheeler says, um, people have been paying for the NFL package on DirecTV for years. They're now paying to watch it on Amazon. It ain't that far-fetched. And Amazon Amazon Prime and the NFL, that, I don't know if it's just me, but it looks like you go from watching TV on High definition, 4K, 8K, Ultra, all of that to Amazon Prime. And it's like it's the shittiest reception. It's grainy. It's slow. 
And I just I don't like watching games that come on Amazon Prime. It is it's terrible. Now watching a movie on Amazon Prime is great, but watching a game on it, it's like it's overloading, and it's not working. It's it's terrible. I wish they would stop it. What's what year is this for Amazon Prime? I want to say this is coming up on year three. I think it's I think it's year two of them having a whole slate, but year three of them doing games. Is what I want to say. So get them some time and get, let them figure out the kinks. Because I think a lot of that is what it was last year. It was just them trying to figure out some things um, because they were starting from scratch. I mean, they had one year of covering three games. Now you're covering 16. You know, they built up their own broadcast booth um, with Fitzpatrick. Um, what's the big tackle that used to be with the Rams? Um, Jackie Slater. And the and the Bengals, um, the white dude. I can't think of his name now. Um, you talking about? Um, damn, I was just looking at him uh, telling his family he was retiring. Just won the Super Bowl with the Rams. Right, right. Uh, He's uh, on the show. He's solid. Um, I think they have Tony Gonzalez. So they've built up a group. Then they got Sherman doing his little thing. So they built up a show. I mean, it's pretty soon. It's going to be just one. One regular person and like 18 ex athletes at these tables doing these pregame shows because that's the way we're moving to. We're moving away from just some of our regular people. Like it's, it's just changing drastically. Everybody thinks they're going to be the next Tony Romo, but <sighs> I digress. I guess uh, we've come. Uh oh, hold on. Eric Willis says, remember how weird it was when Fox first started doing NFL games, switching to NFC from CBS? Yeah, it was. It was. And then they brought all the innovations yep. of, you know, the, the score in the corner and things like that. And the, the, the yellow light, the yellow yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, they they brought in Cletus. Like when um, when Fox had the, had the NHL and they had the mm-hmm. glowing puck. That's why I used to watch hockey on NA on, on, on Fox because of the glowing puck. But that's I also because it. back then we still had regular TVs. This 4 4K has changed the way you watch hockey now. You oh, can see yes. all that. Yes, you can you see all that now. You can see the ice. Right. When they stop, you can see the ice actually fly up. You can see everything now. Yeah. Yeah. Like you watch football, you see the blades of grass moving. All right, exactly. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Andrew Whitworth. Thank you, Ross. Yeah. Thank you. I could not remember his name to save my life. And I just watched a video with him earlier today. Uh, man, we've come to the end of the road. Maybe that's a song I should have sung for uh, Bradley Bill. <laughs> I thought you were going to sing Hit the Road, Jack. But, you know. Nah. Nah, nah, I wasn't going to do them that dirty. But, I mean, if you would back me up, you know, you hit that that whole everything. I would have did end of the road, man. You you, you would have broke down and because, I mean, that's your mans. And you say we was picking on them, so that's your mans. <laughs> <laughs> but long story short, Bill is gone. Kuzma's gone. All you have is Porzingis. And a bunch of young guys. Only time is going to tell what this team is going to turn into the next 
two to four years. And they may surprise you. This team may win 40 games. Maybe. Not not saying they could. They will. But they might okay. surprise you for 40. But, we we still don't know who the rest of the Jokers are that's going to be here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much a thing. I, I, I'm starting five is TBD. Wait, is this like with, with the uh with the Knicks? I think I need to call Big Jim and tell him five to uh five to win a bagel. I think. All right, if I ice my knees now, I'll be all right. Ice up all my joints. <laughs> I'll be proud, man. Y'all ain't got that kind of ice, bro. You need a fountain of youth. <laughs> Look, if I talk to my wife real nicely. I'm sure I could be like the seventh man off the bench next season. Okay. Let's get it. Let's get it. I ain't even trying to crack the starting lineup early. Let me get my feet back under me. Okay. Seventh man off the bench. I'm good. I'm good, baby. I'm good. But we've come to the end of the show. Don't forget popcorn section 113, the fries. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, I'm going to pull a raw stripper in the heartbeat. Hey, go give me two hot dogs. I need two hot dogs to play this thing. Go, go, go on, give me two hot dogs. Oh, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh-oh. Hamstring just tightened up on me. <laughs> See? I'm See? Look at that. <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Hamstring just tightened up. Huh? Had to turn to side, boy. Yeah, that, that that's that seventh man right there. Yeah, uh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm out for the night. <laughs> <laughs> and doubtful for the world. Yeah, yeah, doubtful for tomorrow. DNP coach's decision. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight. We will be back on Thursday. Hopefully, I will be uh, crampless, but I am cramping right now, already thinking about being a seventh man. So, let me go get me some ice. That's the midnight rider. Oh, that's the midnight rider. I'm the big guy, KG. You know our motto, baby. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here.